What's up, guys and gals? It's your boy Rick here with another fantastic episode of the No Soliciting Experience. Now, before I bring today's guest on, just got to ask you guys for a huge favor. If you find value in this episode, share it with somebody like-minded. Let them know what you found value in, and hopefully they find value in it as well. So, without any further ado, let's cue the music. This is how legends are made. guys and gals um welcome back to the no soliciting experience it's your boy rick with another fantastic guest i've been trying to get this person on forever (laughs) so finally glad she made it on amy spencer thank you so much for jumping on the on the podcast today um do you mind introducing yourself to the people just kind of letting them letting them know who you are yes absolutely my name is amy spencer Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Sweet. And Amy, you are, well, now you just started your own company, and we'll definitely mm-hmm. get to that here, here in, in a little bit. Um, but how long have you been in door-to-door for? Wow, I've been in door-to-door for going on six years. It's crazy. That is wild. Six. I know. Six years. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's just about as long as I have been doing this. That's, that's Okay. Insane. There we go. Day ones. <laughs> Day ones. I love it. What 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 got you into door to door? You know, it's a very interesting story. I was out in Provo, Utah, living my best life, as you can probably imagine. And I was in debt at the time, actually. And I wanted to go to fashion school. So I was like, you know, what's the best thing I can do to make some money quick? My two friends were going out and selling, so I was like, yeah, I'll go out and sell, see if I can make $40,000 to pay for fashion school, and next thing you know, I was killing it in door-to-door, so that's what started it all. So you go out your first summer, you make enough money to pay for fashion school, right? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think contributed to your early success in door-to-door? Um. I had a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> I definitely had a chip on my shoulder. Okay. I was um, trying to get like three to five cells a day, I remember, just because that was going to hit my goal. And the guys that were in my group were selling seven to nine accounts, and they didn't have to go to correlation. So I was like, okay, well, how do I get out of correlation? Because they seem to be doing something right. <laughs> So I start trying to sell seven a day and then, you know, those guys were obviously asking me what I was doing and it was getting in their head and I realized, you know, so it just started fueling my fire and I just kept going. And next thing I know, I was selling more than everyone in the company and 
it was addicting. It was, it was a really good feeling to just know that, you know, I was capable of the same thing that they were, even though it was in a shorter amount of time. And it was addicting to see, you know, that I could better myself every day and that, you know, I could really achieve what I wanted and surpass what I wanted as well. Awesome. I love that. So my, my question, and I'm, I'm fascinated on, on, on this aspect of, I guess, six sales or sales and success. Um, mm -hmm. what, what was it, looking back on it, do you think that kind of flipped the switch from going to selling three to five a day to outselling to everyone else? What do you think you did different yeah. to accomplish that? So that's interesting for me because, like I said, I was in debt at the time that I went out. Normally, I probably wouldn't mention that, but I think it's important to acknowledge the good and the bad, right? Because, you know, I've said this before, but everyone comes from somewhere, and I wasn't handed anything. I really did have to work for everything that I earned. And that was something that, in the beginning of the stages, I really didn't understand what that meant. Um, it's all about you at the end of the day and your mindset. It's all about, you know, your, your productivity and um, your discipline. It's all about how you're going to change your mindset to get to, you know, from point A to point B. But if you don't really look into those things, then you're going to stay in the same place that you've always been. In my opinion, it's important to constantly progress and change different factors about yourself to, you know, just to continue to grow. So that's something I really focused on heavily. And I noticed it in my day to day. I noticed it in how I felt about myself. I noticed it when I was talking to customers. So I just got addicted to changing myself and seeing what I was capable of really. I love that. Absolutely love that. Cause that's, as crazy and as I mean, ev everyone wants to know the secret. Everyone's like, mm -hmm. "Oh, like what? Are, what are you saying on the doors?" Like, there. I mean, I imagine you can agree to this: is there is no secret pitch. Mm -hmm. There, there isn't a, a combination of words in a very specific order that guarantees success. It's more on how you say it, when you say it. And I guess the attitude behind what you're saying. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I mean, I do think, obviously, the pitch definitely makes it more of a guarantee if you have a better pitch. I mean, that's really important. But if you don't have the confidence to back that and the energy behind your sincerity and connection, then it doesn't mean anything, you know? No, yeah, exactly. Like, we were just talking off camera about switchovers. And for me, switchovers are, are my hardest thing just because, I mean, you just kind of put it there. It's, you have to be confident and genuine when you say it. I yeah. struggle with that just because it's like, well, if they're happy, they're happy. But, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> you know, it's, it's decent. They're not changing. But, again, that's what you just said is kind of like a slap in my face. Cause it's like, all right, well, if you get it done, like, <laughs> I am so sorry. I did not mean to slap you. You're, in the fine. Face. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're fine. It's, it's one of those things where even I learn, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm continuously learning. I'm continuously improving. And that's what it just comes down to. It's just change, changing who you are. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, 
huge because I mean before this we were talking about like I just finished 75 hard and yeah congrats by the way that's so you. awesome thank you um it was it was hard um but oh, I bet looking back on it it's the changes that I made in my daily life so for 75 yeah. days and I I imagine no I know for a fact that you can apply this to door to door Oh yeah, especially if you're out selling in the summer, like you have to consistently do the little things and do them without fail. Yeah, that's what no, it I it's agree. It's studying, it's getting training before and after the after the meetings. It's after knocking, um, reading, just continuously improving on who you are and improving your craft. And then yeah, I'm, it makes such a big difference. It really does. Are huge huge because if not you're essentially just and this 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 is um for me i coasted off confidence that i had like three years ago so yeah. you can only ride that wave so much and eventually the wave collapses the wave is gone and you're like what do i do now so isn't that interesting i mean you don't really prepare for the time that it's about to collapse but when it does it hits hard and then you have to you have to really pick up the pieces and be like, okay, what did I do wrong? How can I avoid this? Exactly. And you can't. You can't avoid it. You just have to be ready for when it happens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You just got to be ready. It's, and again, it's always expect best case scenario, but prepare for the worst. Totally. But that's so crazy. That's so wild. Yeah. How we just made, made that connection. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, so in, in your time, so you started off your first summer, you started killing it from the beginning. What are some of the things that you did to continue to get better? Hmm. We think about that one because I've done so many things. It's crazy. But for me, I think, you know what? Actually, I definitely, I was so serious about, everything that even I just remember when people would like bring drama into my life it was like it was like a thing that was irrelevant to me like I mean I find myself to be you know a very good person I really do try to contribute to the world and you know do better so I do feel like when drama comes to me I'm like it's usually pretty petty or just things that are irrelevant to what's actually happening in my day-to-day so I just started cutting it off left and right. And that having, you know, relationships that were healthy and having relationships that actually wanted the same thing I wanted for myself was huge because it took out that roadblock of other people's opinions of what I was doing in a negative way. And it opened up so many opportunities for me in my headspace of, who I was and what I wanted to be. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. Because how, how would you put this? There's so much like, my thing is, is it's emotional currency. So for me, I'm naturally introverted. So the amount of emotional currency, the amount of like part of who I am, I'm willing to invest mm-hmm. in people. If I'm, if you're investing your time, your energy, your emotions into drama, that's, what you're just going to keep getting around. It's just what you keep attracting to you. So yeah. it starts yeah. internally. It, it starts internally. 
um, from what I'm hearing you did is you started to just cut everything off inside, which then cut everything out on the outside, which then well, it's weird because I feel like what happens is when you open that door, right? Usually it's because you're starting to be productive in your life and you know, you're recognize you're, you're more sensitive to, to negativity when you're like, doing things that are productive, going to the gym, changing your mindset. When you have people that are around that aren't doing that, you know, you're very sensitive to it. And that's something that I started to become like is just more sensitive to my surroundings. And, you know, I recognize that some people, honestly, they, they're so unhappy in their own life that they just can't be happy for you. It's not a personal thing. Sometimes it is, I guess. But most of the time, it's just because they're very unhappy. And, you know, you want to help them. That's just your natural instinct. But sometimes you need to help yourself first in order to help other people. And that's really important. And that's something that I took very seriously. And the more I took that seriously, the more I felt like it kind of cleared my eyes and opened up my eyes to what was out there for me in a lot of ways. No, yeah, exactly. I know I feel that on a spiritual level. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you can feel it in so many ways, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, I guess, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. So just take care of yourself before you take care of others. That's why on flights, they always tell you, put your mask on before you help out and anyone else. Yeah. Pandemic <laughs> times, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it, awesome. it's crazy. It's crazy. Just, just, just that continuous growth. Um, now, I know a lot of people are wondering, a lot of people have asked, being a girl in door-to-door -door is so much harder than being a guy. One of the mm. big things is, I mean, I guess having the authority because that's to make sales, you one have to be confident and two, sometimes you just, you assume it's so hard. So yeah. what helped you to, I guess, be able to have that sense of confidence and authority to just close anyone? Well, I didn't at first. I mean, that is so developed. It's crazy because just you even saying that, to be honest with you, it's becoming so foreign to me to not have a thought that I'm like, I have to put myself back in, you know, the old version of myself shoes to really relate to that because it's, and honestly, Rick, that's what I love about door to door more than anything is that it develops my confidence, develops my authority. It's not that door to door does that for me. Obviously I'm the one that's putting in the work, but either way, those are the, the results I'm getting out of it. You know what I mean? But as far as my confidence and authority goes, I think, yeah, it's just, honestly, if you have people around you that are doubting themselves, even, you know, in a negative space, just like I said, it is so difficult to get out of that yourself when people are constantly reminding you of who you used to be. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you really want to give yourself a fair shot, not only should you be watching, you know, documentaries about people that, you know, you want to be like or reading into things like that, but you should also be 
very aware of who you're around because those people are going to either lift you up or keep you exactly where you are. And sometimes it's more important to isolate yourself than it is to be around people if that's the environment that you're going to be involved in, in my opinion. So, I mean, for me, I was isolated a, a ton, way more than anyone would expect. And it was because I knew that Honestly, with the reputation I was getting in door to door, it was just better for me not to be around a team at that point. And it was just a lot better for me as a person, just being able to be alone and really focus on my goals, focus on, you know, what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. And also, you know, just my day to day. So that's something I really honed in on. And Obviously, the results spoke for themselves, but for my authority, I think I just really tried to be someone I wasn't until, yeah, just fake it until you make it. That's pretty much what I did, honestly. Yeah, that, that sounds like all you can do. What I really liked, and you highlighted on this, is you who you wanted to become. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, a, a kind of it's, it's starting to be played out a little bit, but the concept of your why, because why yeah. why's come and go, but who you want to be is that's I mean that's that's forever. Like yeah. you think about the person you who who you want to become, and you kind of visualize you have like a moment of connection with the person you want to become, and then oh. you have to figure out well what what are they doing, what does their day look like. And then yeah. you have that connection to them in the future. And now you're like, well, what did, what did they have to do to get to where they're at? Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what you did. You broke that down. And I love the fact how you go, how you decided for yourself that you had to be a little bit more isolated. Yeah. And this is one of the things that really irritates me is that is people tend to think that there's just a one size fits all approach. Mm-hmm. And that's not true because you're one of the more successful women, probably one of the most successful women in the industry. Thank you. And your your path and your journey is going to be different than everyone else's. Yeah. And that's what it is. Is you who is ever listening to this? Your journey is different. You don't have Mm -hmm. to follow step one, two, three, four, and five. You make your own steps to your journey. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to what works best for them. For you, it was a little bit more isolation to focus on yourself. But for yeah, some- and and to add to that, I think it has a lot to do with timing specifically. I mean, let's put it this way: I think a lot of people have similar personalities or similar experiences, but their timing's off, and there's other layers added to those things that either drowned out those experiences or bring them to the surface. I think at the end of the day, because you said that women have a harder time in door to door. And I think that's true in a way, but from what I've experienced with men is that they are not as emotionally in tune as women, which is, you know, sometimes a good thing when you're out knocking, but long-term it's not at all. And if you can't get in tune with your emotions and really understand what triggers you and what's, you know, bringing you down, then you have a way harder time. You know, I don't care what anyone says. If you're not in tune with your emotions and what's going on, 
then you're not going to know what's upsetting you when you're upset. You might think you know, but that's just your ego talking. You don't really know what you're upset about. And you can't fix something you don't know. So for women, I think, yeah, they have issues with authority and they're insecure about, you know, approaching situations where they have to act like a boss. But that can be fixed. That can be fixed so easily if they just take themselves seriously. For men, I honestly think sometimes they have to dive in a lot more and fix that emotional issue if they if they haven't addressed it in their life you know what I mean so men and women are very different but in the same light they're so similar it's just there's so many layers and if you don't know yourself that's a really big issue because you don't know what to change and isolating myself really exposed who I was to myself and for good or for, you know, for good or for worse. So for me, that was just something I felt like I might as well capitalize on this and really see who I want to be and how I can change to become that. I freaking love that. And it's it's true because as guys, we don't, most guys have a lot of built up stuff because that's just what we do. We just Well, they're not allowed to talk about their emotions, you know? You guys mm-hmm. aren't allowed to express yourselves mm-hmm. in a in a vulnerable state, you know? Exactly. So fellas, if you're listening to this, if you need to go to therapy, go to therapy. If you need to work on yourself, <laughs> No, but seriously, you should go to therapy if you need to go. Like, it makes a huge difference. It really does. Huge difference. I've actually been going for the last few months. It's at the same time of 75 hard. Because, again, that's that's what I needed to do. Because for years, we just internalize everything. We compartmentalize it. We store it down there. And you can only shake the bottle so much before it it explodes. Mm -hmm. Totally. Fellas... We all know what it's like to get frustrated on doors. We all know what it's like to be frustrated in um, relationships, marriages, yeah. whatever that may be, because you're putting all your time and effort on the doors, and whatever's left over is whatever's left over for who's there with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just got to figure out what triggers you, and I love it. I'm like inside. I'm really giddy that we're talking. Well, about. yeah, because that. <laughs> It's, oh my gosh, it's so huge if you can really understand yourself. Like, who cares about, okay, at the end of the day, like, yeah, you might be listening to Grant Cardone, you know, maybe taking some pre-workout with your boys and really hyping each other up. But trust me, none of that matters if you can't hold yourself accountable and hype yourself up when you get the door slammed in your face 20 times. You know what I mean? So you have to work on yourself. You have to hold yourself accountable at the end of the day. I mean, nobody wants you to succeed like you do. Exactly. And you can't succeed unless you know what's wrong, what the issue is. It's like having issues with your car and then taking it to just like a butcher or just you expecting to know what's wrong with it when you didn't even know anything about car mechanics. Yeah. So... It just comes down to figuring out, like, why am I feeling like this? Yeah. Well, here's the other thing I want to add, because I had a conversation with my brother the other day about this, actually. And it's, you know, I think a lot of people bring, 
they blame their they blame their problems on their upbringing or you know different circumstances which you know they probably are valid in but at the end of the day like it's 2021 you have all the tools in front of you to look up different behaviors to look up you know things about yourself that you maybe didn't have the tools to when you were growing up and it is your own responsibility to educate yourself it really is no one needs to educate you you are not entitled to that it is so important to get in tune with what's out there what's worked for people what's that is right in front of you. You know, that is at your disposal. You just have to tap into that and look, look into what's working for other people. Look into, there's so many different platforms that you can access where they can give you tips on, you know, maybe changing some type of thing about yourself that you don't want to act like anymore. And I think people get in this mindset where they act like a victim. I mean, honestly, I wasn't going to share this experience with you on the on this podcast because it's so crazy, but I had my Airbnb broken into a couple months back and I walked in on the guy in the kitchen. It was insane. And I had a moment after all of that, right? It was insane. Obviously that's going to be something that affects someone, but at that point, Rick, I had worked on my mental health and just evolving as a person so much that it didn't affect me as much as I thought it would have and yeah of course it was an emotional roller coaster at first I wouldn't be human if it wasn't it was a very traumatizing thing but I think for me what I really learned out of that experience is if you work on your emotional health and just healing from past experiences and really um trying to be better and preparing your life to be better when things fall apart you don't fall as hard and that's important because yeah life is going to happen sometimes that happens to you sometimes that happens for you you know 90% of the time I think it happens for you but every now and then you just really have bad luck and when that happens if your life's not in order you're really gonna you're gonna feel that you're gonna feel exactly what you just went through 10 times harder so I think you can really calculate that a little more than people think. Oh yeah, definitely. I, and I, I know, I know what it's like. I know exactly what you're talking about because you've been working on yourself for so long. For me, it's almost like you're able to process everything that much quicker. Cause for myself, I'm a pretty emotional person. Um, mm-hmm. If something like that were to happen, I'd be off the rocker for like a few weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And I can't imagine being a girl and having having somebody break into your Airbnb. Um, yeah. Most, most women, and this isn't, you know, um, anything bad against women, but because women are a lot more emotional, it takes them a lot more time to process. Oh, them. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think on one of the podcasts that you did, I think it was with Jimmy Rex, actually, you talked about being able to process your emotions. Yeah. And that's what it is, is as you're, you're building yourself, you're building your foundation that nothing can sway you. Nothing, whenever stuff comes in, you aren't easily knocked over. Mm-hmm. And 
to add to that, I don't even think it's that I'm not knocked over because, yeah, I definitely let myself feel when I need to. Mm -hmm. It's not that I'm hiding my feelings because I've definitely done that in the past. And I'll tell you, it doesn't get you very far. Mm -hmm. I think for me, what it really comes down to is that when I allow myself to feel, it is heavy, but I am in tune with my why so much and my purpose Mm -hmm. that I can still be grounded at the very worst case scenario and the very best case scenario. I mean, when I had success at first, it was like, you know, people expected me to change as a person and I could have, but because of my grounding and my purpose, I didn't change in that direction either. So I think you can still be humble. You can still understand what your purpose is on this earth for yourself, for society, for whoever it is. And when you're going through things in a great way or a bad way, you can look to that as your compass to kind of center you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, that's really what I did. I looked to, you know, my version of the higher power and I really tried to understand why it happened. But honestly, I, I was like grateful it happened it's insane that I'm saying this, but I was great. It wasn't that it happened that I was grateful for. I was grateful that, I mean, there's so many things that could have happened to me that didn't. So I was so extremely grateful. I felt like I got the ultimate life vest handed to me in that moment. I was saved from so many things I could have gone through that I didn't. And that was such a blessing to me that all the negativity was you know, behind that really. And that was huge for me going through that experience was that I felt like I almost had like something save me in that moment. And I was like, you know, some people aren't that blessed in moments like that. You know, some people go through way more and I just felt lucky. I really did. I felt like I, it could have been worse. So yeah. That I love that. I, I love the fact that even in, in the hard times, you can find something to be grateful for. I think, I think that speaks volume to the person who you have become and mm-hmm. who you're progressing to be. Thank you. Because mo- mo- most people won't see that. Most people will just see the bad, the bad, the bad. And yeah. Like the silver lining is you have to be grateful for whatever happens to you. And this is for everybody. Like whether it's in door to door, whether somebody just slammed the door in your face, whether you just had a ton of cancels or what, whatever it may be, you have to be grateful yeah. for the experience because it could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah. There, there's this phrase that I recently came across is um, when you accept the worst case scenario, you have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. and by you just like I guess acknowledging it could have been a lot worse yeah you see the end of the spectrum like it could have been really bad but it's just right here it yeah. just allows you just to see the the light it allows you to be grateful for what didn't happen and I guess just move forward a lot qu- quicker yeah exactly I mean I felt like also, to be honest with you, like I had just decided to 
launch a company. Mm -hmm. So for me and that experience, I really felt like I had two choices. I could either let myself sink or swim, but it was so much bigger than me. And I understood that, that if I was going to sink this time, I was sinking for so many more people than myself. And that's what pulled me out. I mean, I would have pulled myself out way, you know, eventually, but the reason I didn't go under the way that I could have is I felt like I had a purpose that was so much bigger than me and all the things I had been through from that point, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to take all this and I'm going to use this as fuel because this is going to keep me going. This is going to keep me motivated. This is going to tell me, you know, I've been through all of these things. Why not do something good with it? Why not, you know, see what I'm capable of? I owe that to myself at this point. I've put myself through so much, you know, and mm -hmm. that was my outlook on it. Really. I was just like, okay, you, you can't sink because you owe yourself not to sink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've been trucking along with you for a minute and your crazy ideas. So you're not going to sink. Okay. Uh -huh. That's what I tell myself. So, yeah. I love that. I love the fact that you, you talk to yourself and it's like you, you, you're, you just said like you've been trucking through the crazy ideas. The way I see that is like, you've already been through so much. Like we've been through so much together mm -hmm. and that's similar to what I do like during the hard times, I just literally go in front of a mirror and I just talk to myself. I and, love that. And it's, it's a full on conversation because it's, it's me talking to me. It's like, come on, yeah. Rick, like we went yeah. through this, we went through this, we went through this. You're really going to let this knock yeah. you out. It's almost like a conversation with your body, having it with your soul. It's like, okay, I don't have to wake up every day, you know, but I'm going to. Mm -hmm. and if we're gonna agree on this let's get to a, at least a, you know a same page where we both are you know wanting the same thing for ourselves for myself that's how you have to talk to yourself you know almost like it's a third person experience because if you don't love yourself and you don't have understanding of yourself I don't get how people think that they can do that for other people if they can't do it for themselves. You know, think mm -hmm. about it logically. How can you be there for someone, understand what someone's going through, have empathy for them, you know, give them direction. If you can't do that with yourself, like, you know? No, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's crazy. Um, it just comes down to, I guess, exactly. You just said love yourself, having that empathy. But that all starts with you. Yeah, it starts with you. It starts with healing. It starts with understanding what you've been through, that it wasn't your fault, you know, that life happens and really acknowledging what's happened in your life, good or bad, and releasing it once you've acknowledged it and healed from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean, because I'm currently in the process of all this. There um, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. It's like speaking my language. Um, good. 
so let me ask you this because the the biggest thing is one healing fixing yourself not no not fixing yourself working on yourself fixing yourself even <laughs> yeah for the most part if if it's pretty severe yes fix yourself yeah but for the most part it's there, there are very few people who have to fix themselves at that level um I disagree. Oh my gosh, I disagree so wholeheartedly, okay. wholeheartedly with that. <laughs> because when you are doing better in your life, mm -hmm. you have so many more problems because you're doing so much more. Mm -hmm. So you just have to keep up that much more. You know what I mean? If you True. let it pile up, then it's going to hit you the same way it would have hit you if you didn't have a lot of good things going on. Oh yeah, of so, course. Yeah, of course. I, I I meant like fix yourself as like people who are like really, really, really like have a lot of messed up stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, totally. For the most part, people are pretty conscient. For the most part, Again, yeah. I I could be wrong, but we all know that there are people who just bottle everything in. There aren't a lot of them, but the few that do, they need to fix themselves a lot because it's it's just yeah. a ticking time bomb at that point for them unfortunately well yeah i totally agree and yeah i think it's important to acknowledge your mental health for sure especially in the pandemic i mean mm -hmm. i think a lot of people are going through more than they admit and you know in society we have this platform of social media that oh, a lot of people mm -hmm. don't expose you know the negative things in their life or at least acknowledge them and it creates this whole culture of you know doing well and pretending that you're doing better than you are which makes people in turn not talk about the bad things in their life and it goes back to you saying they bottle them up so I think it's just also being true and authentic you know you don't have to put on a show that's so draining like mm -hmm. just imagining having to put on a show every day and like act like I'm doing better for other people you're robbing yourself like you are robbing yourself so much because you're pretty much just telling yourself that you can't trust yourself to be you and that's offensive that is so offensive to yourself like you don't want to be yourself essentially because you're putting on a show so that's pretty much what you're telling yourself and that's going to take a toll like it has to. And that's what I want people to understand is, yeah, short term, it might feel good to act like you're doing something that might not be true or might be partially true, but you lose at the end of the day. Those people aren't going to be there in a couple years from now. And you have to live with what you were doing to yourself years prior or, you know, currently. And what's the what's the point of all that what is the point you know so that someone can give you gratification for on instagram for a day for maybe a couple months while they're in your life it's not gonna pay your bills it's not gonna help you in your life you know what i mean no i know exactly what you mean it's just not worth it. And then you're just lying to yourself and you're just having to come up with more lies. And it, it, it gets to the point where you didn't even know what's true and what's not true. Right. It totally like 
alters your whole reality. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> this is wild. I, I did not expect this conversation to go this way. And I absolutely <laughs> love it. You didn't um, expect this conversation <laughs> with me? Wow. What do you no, expect? <laughs> no, not, not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> to like, to go this way and to go this route because. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm about it. I love it. Um, so first and foremost, everybody work on yourself, work on your mental health, because that's at the end of the day, that's, that's what's going to get you through the summer. That's what's going to get you through the year of selling. That's what's going to get you through the, the roller through life, through life. Yeah. yeah. Roller coaster of life. If yeah. You don't have a foundation. And again, this is for most people. Everyone talks about this. If you're religious at all, if you're built on the foundation, you're not going to fall you're built on the sand you're gonna fall i mean religious or not i think you know it's so important like i'm a true believer that you can find religion in a lot of things you Mm -hmm. know in the earth really Mm -hmm. if you're just in tune i think it's all an energy around you and you just have to be in tune Mm -hmm. and yeah it's so important like what i really want for honestly our generation you know, anyone coming up to really see in life and to almost take off the labels of what's been projected onto us is that you don't have to be religious. You don't have to be overly emotional. You don't have to be overly authoritative. You don't have to be a certain way, a one-way mind to get the results. It's all within your subconscious. It's all within you at the end of the day. It's already there. It's already available. You just have to tap into that. That's what I want people to know. You, like, you don't have to do what other people want you to do. You don't have to be someone you're not. It's already who you are. It's just getting rid of the roadblocks that are in front of it. Exactly. 100% agree. And practicing it, really. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. This is great. This is great. So <laughs> go back and listen to that. Go back and listen to that again, guys. This is, this is powerful stuff. So, yeah. And it's not just going to help you. It's, it's going to help everybody else around you. Um, one, one of the questions that we got, Amy, is... Obviously, you did really well as, you know, a personal salesperson. When you yeah. start to lead teams, especially, uh-huh. as, like, especially as, as a woman, there are very few women leaders in, in the industry. Um, how... Why do you think I did it? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I can literally count on my hand the, well, not on my hand anymore because more women leaders are coming up. Yeah, they are. They are freaking bosses. Yeah. Being one of the first women leaders in the industry, what what do you think helped you just take your success on a personal level and now amplify that on a team level? Mm. I am so passionate about this topic. Yeah, it just excites me. (laughs) Because I took so many different types of people and some might even say that some of them had no business being on my team. But 
it wasn't true. It was so important to me that everyone on my team, you know, whatever they looked like, whatever they acted like, whoever they were on a status, you know, as far as their status goes, was out the door as soon as they were in the room with me. And it's exactly what you were saying. I mean, not every person is the same. Everyone's different. And there's not a pitch that works for everyone because of that. And for me, I have a pitch very well developed. And I definitely train it to, you know, share it with all of my reps. But if I didn't take the time to observe them and understand them from a very pure perspective, I would not have been able to give them the tools that they needed to be the best version of them because I didn't want them to be Amy like that. That's not what I was going for. They couldn't have been. I'm my own person. I have my own experiences. I have my own things that I have to personally work through. And so do they, and we are not the same. So as much as I could have helped them by just trying to get them to act like me, I know long-term that was not going to help them out in any way. It was probably just going to confuse them about who they were. What was important is that I understood them. I understood their goal. I understood, you know, their weak points really. And what was, you know, really inter intervening with their success and, and giving them tools to access to, be able to perform better and work on those things. And what I really found with those reps is that not only did it help their sales, I mean, every first year rep I had was selling 10 a day at one point. So it definitely made a huge difference. I mean, my per rep average was 250 accounts for all first years. And that was huge, but it was mainly just because we were self-improving. You know, I was helping them be better versions of them. And, you know, I still get messages where they've said it, you know, they've learned so much in their personal life. And that to me is the ultimate training that I could have ever given someone and something that I definitely, that motivated me to start a company more than anything is that I feel like my purpose at the end of the day is to help people and give them the tools that I didn't have when I was coming up so that they can come up quicker and long-term, you know, I can help them in their own lives. but if I didn't take the time to understand them as an individual person and see them for who they were, I wouldn't have had this success that I did. So that's really important, you know? <clears throat> that makes sense. It's no, so the way, the way I'm, I'm seeing it, and mm -hmm. I guess the way to paint the picture is you understood yourself and the multiple facets of yourself, of your success, and then it comes down to knowing who your team is and then not just applying like, okay, here's a recipe for mm -hmm. how to be successful. It's you take different parts of who you are and who and what got you to your success and applying it mm -hmm. individually. Yeah. Specifically yeah. to the people who you led. Yeah. You're, you're right. Like they're in, in a team of salespeople, you have a, a variety of different personalities, a variety of different, yeah, let's, let's just keep it simple with personalities. Um, 
you have to be able to apply specific things to them because they learn things differently. Yeah. Well, not only that, but they have roadblocks mm-hmm. that could potentially be getting in the way of their learning mm-hmm. differently. Exactly. And that's just what it comes down to. I mean, if you're a leader, you just got to have to, one, know your people. You got to know what makes them tick. You got to make them know. You have to know to, I mean, obviously you have to be part of their lives. Um yeah, be a good person, you know, just the basic necessities. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's basic. It's super it's basic, but it's so hard for people to do. <laughs> it really is. It's so hard for people to get outside of themselves and like actually care. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, especially in door to door, like mm-hmm. our culture of door to door that's been created before us or, you know, currently being created is. To me, honestly, I keep it real. You'll figure that out. But Mm -hmm. it is so toxic. Like, it is mind-blowing how toxic some of, you know, these CEOs are to Mm -hmm. very young people that are trying to figure things out. So, to me, that's so important is to not have a culture moving forward that's like that anymore. Mm -hmm. that's why I decided to start a company was because I wanted to bring you know genuineness and honesty back into a culture that desperately needs it but it starts with the leaders and it starts with you know how they're going to go about treating people that honestly are not adults they're very young adults that need direction and it's our job to provide that in a very healthy way Mm-hmm. And to show them, you know, how to be the best versions of themselves by caring and by taking the time to learn them so that you can help them, you know, adapt and, you know, be better. But unfortunately, we've created a very manipulative environment in door to door. And if that doesn't stop or isn't balanced out, it's just going to keep going downhill. It's going to keep getting a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm so sick of hearing about bad experiences from people that did not deserve them. Mm-hmm. So whether or not that person put in the work that summer, that person put their trust in that CEO or that company to be taken care of. And, you know, they shouldn't go out being traumatized. They really shouldn't. Like that should be the bare minimum is to not leave being traumatized. So for me, that's something that I'm so passionate about changing this industry and changing the way that people view this industry. And yeah, I just think it's really important. No, I I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. There's a, the people who I work with um, outside of the companies who I work with are, we're, we're, we're trying to make a change. It's about creating a shift. It's about leaving the stigma of door to door. And this, this, this is my thing is why do we keep falling into the stereotypes? It's time. It starts with the leaders. Mm-hmm. It so, starts with the leaders. A lot of the leaders are starting to be outgrown. Um, thankfully (laughs) (laughs) we are we are coming into a new age of door-to-door and i'm excited to be 
working with to be surrounded by the people who are changing it. Mm-hmm. Me so too. It, it just starts, I mean, it starts with this podcast. I mean, starts with the, I mean, I guess our platforms. You have a really good platform for door-to-door. I have a semi-decent platform for door-to-door. Um, but it just comes down to, yeah. just, it just comes down to changing. The, the change starts with us and it trickles yep. through the yeah. rest of the industry. You know, what I love about this whole thing is I think we really have, um, we really have dissected it very, very, I mean, we've taken steps to dissect it, but actually those steps are in place. We didn't do them out of order. So Mm. it's important to work on yourself and love yourself. And that's how you help other people. And if you want to help other people, you figure out how you can do that. And for me, I capitalized on that as much as I possibly could have with another company that, you know, that chapter closed. And the next one was to start my own company and take control of how it was going to go and the scenario for the environment for my reps that came on. And this is the next chapter for me. This is, this is what's important for me. But what I want people to know that is that at the end of the day, I couldn't be doing that if I hadn't actually worked on loving myself, if I hadn't acknowledged my past and the things I needed to heal from that, you know, potentially could have triggered me and, you know, not, and taken me out of my character, really. So it's important to understand yourself and have that trust in yourself that you're going to have your back when the time comes and you need to. And if you can do that, you can be an advocate for other people, an ally for other people, and give them the empathy they deserve and the direction they deserve for their own life. I agree 100%. Um, (laughs) 1,000%. Awesome. I I, I love it. I love it. Um, So we're coming up on a little bit of time. Um, So to kind of end this out if there's one piece of advice that you would give to the industry whether that be actually yeah just one 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 piece of advice that the industry needs to hear what would that be um let me think come work for me just kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding um one piece of advice my advice is if you want to take your life seriously and you want to change your life drastically, door-to-door is the ultimate opportunity. It is life-changing. It changed my life, obviously. That's why we're here, right? Um, what the important thing about it is, is that you have a whole summer, right? to step outside of your reality and dive in to who you want to be, who you're going to pretend to be until you become it. And my advice is to take that and run with that so hard that whatever gets in your way is an obstacle. And I mean that so wholeheartedly that I want everyone in this industry to know that the sky really truly is the limit. I've broken records, proven that 
in so many ways and so many people have that everyone should know at this point that the sky's the limit. But it starts with you. It starts with believing in yourself. And it starts with addressing issues that you have with yourself. And that is important. So my whole advice overall is to take yourself seriously. Take the opportunity seriously. Actually dive in. You're not invincible. Know that. Work on that. And become better. Don't act like you don't have emotions. Because I can promise you it's hurting yourself. And you are going to have such a short fuse anyway that it's really just, it's not worth it. So address your issues and take this opportunity and run with it because it can change your life. It's changed mine. I am proof. Perfect. Love that. Well, Amy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on. Um, where- yeah, it's been fun. It's it's exciting. I love I love these types of conversations because they're not they're not common. They're not frequently yeah. had in in the industry. So let's make it normal. Yeah, it's normal, guys, gals. <laughs> we have feelings. We have feelings. We're not robots. <laughs> and, and as much as you you want to think you are, you're just not. Acknowledge that you have feelings. Figure out <laughs> why you're feeling them, and then adjust. And then go make some money. <laughs> and then go make some money because right, money it it, it helps. It helps a lot, and it goes <laughs> for therapy because therapy isn't cheap. <laughs> yes, yes, I love, I love it. it. Uh, where where can people find you on social media? So you can find me at Amy Spencer with two R's or Amy Spencer sells my website mm-hmm. dot com. Um, yeah, or my new company, Iron Gate Partners. Love it. Love it. All right, Amy. Well, thank you so much for being on. Appreciate you and appreciate everything you do. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you so much.